all know a guy who only occasionally shaves for big occasions, and it's because that occasional shave really hurts. It's the time of year for big occasions, and yet there he is, suffering with that cheap drugstore razor. Let's help him out. Henson Shaving's line of razors, built with aerospace precision, deliver a smooth shave your dad, brother, and even son can enjoy, eventually. With replacement blades just 10 cents each, you'll buy it once, and they'll use it for life. How's that for the perfect gift? Celebrate with 100 free blades on your first purchase, and no subscription headaches. HensonShaving.com slash holiday. Don't forget that your skin is your largest organ, and the sun can be your skin's worst enemy. Dermatologist-recommended Neutrogena products offer the ultimate protection for your skin. From makeup remover wipes to Hydro Boost Water Gel Facial Moisturizer, BJ's has your entire lineup of Neutrogena skincare products. And now through December 3rd, save $4 on any Neutrogena product at BJ's. Love your skin back and save now through December 3rd, only at BJ's. Welcome to Harvest Christian Center. I'm Dr. Foreman, and you're getting ready to hear an incredible message from God's Word. If this message speaks to you in a supernatural way like we believe it will, be sure to let us know at our website, harvestcc.me. If you're led to sow into the ministry of Harvest Christian Center, you can do so as well by visiting our website. Get ready to prepare your heart, mind, and spirit to receive this incredible Word that God has for you today. Remember, love God, love people, and love life. Let's go into the message already in progress to this word today I said would you give him praise again before we get in this word today Hallelujah. We welcome everybody watching at every campus today. Uh, we thankful that even though it might be a chilly day in the Mile High City uh, that it's hot at harvest. Hey, somebody, hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Listen, don't forget you can connect with us on Facebook and Twitter. You can tweet me throughout the worship experience at Bishop Foreman if you're on Twitter or, or Facebook or what have you and we'll retweet your tweets. Amen. <clears throat> now, lift your Bibles high. Now, I'm going to tell you, as we get into this word today, there's about one time a year uh, where I get under the weather, and, uh, and I'm, I'm, I'm at the end of that one time a year. But it's so important. I wanted you to see me at church, because all of that, I'm sick, so I couldn't come to church stuff. I just wanted you to see that that ain't how this works. Amen. Could you imagine if God called in sick on you one day? And he's like, I ain't waking you up today. I'm, I'm, I'm tired. Y'all were just shouting about it. I'm going to praise him. It got real quiet there. We are in our series, The Ghost. Lift your Bibles high. It's going to go to a whole other place today. Let's make our confession together. This is my Bible. It is the living word of God. It gives me abundant life. I am not just a hearer of the word. I'm a doer of the word. This word teaches me that I am more than a conqueror. My spirit and my mind are prepared to receive and apply the message that I am about to receive. Hallelujah. Remain standing if you would. Go to Luke chapter 11. Luke chapter 11. If you were not here last week, my goodness, you just have to get uh, the CD or DVD or what have you of the worship experience from last week. Uh, we, the Lord moved in an incredible way. And it's just going to get uh, in the country. They'd say gooder and gooder. Now, I know that's not good English, so it's just going to get better and better. Luke 11, verse 12. Do you have it? If you're still flipping, say, hold on, Bishop. All right, I'll wait for you. Luke 11, verse 12. Now, this is Jesus talking. He says, uh, or if he asks for an egg, will he offer him a scorpion? Now, let me just, that's a weird way to start 
the passage, right? Uh, right, uh, right before this, Jesus is having a dialogue, and uh, the dialogue is he's saying, if you being evil know how to give good gifts uh, to your children, then, then God has the ability to give good gifts as well. So they're having this discussion about, well, if your child asks you for something good, why would you give them something bad? Got it? So that's why Jesus says, or if he asked for an egg, would you give him a scorpion? Verse 13, here it is. If you then, being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? Which means then that the, the ghost or the Holy Spirit or the Spirit of God uh, got it, that it means that that is the gift that keeps on giving to us. Say the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit is a gift that keeps on giving to me. Father, you hear me, and now you always hear me, and I pray now that you would speak with clarity in this house. Father, as we move to this next uh, um, step in this message, Father, to this next dimension of your glory in this series, Father, we pray that you would speak clearly in our house, Father, customize and tailor make this word for every hearer and viewer of this word today, Father. I pray that you'd speak in such a powerful way in their lives, Father, that they think that cameras were at their house, or they think that somebody was conducting surveillance on them. Speak in this house in Jesus name somebody shout hallelujah as you take your seats high five somebody tell him he's the gift that keeps on giving he's the gift you can be seated uh, the Holy Spirit the Holy Ghost uh, the ghost as we're calling him in this series uh, the Spirit of God it is the gift that keeps on giving to your life we learned uh, last week and again if you were not here you need to get the CD uh, that the, the Spirit of God or the Holy Spirit is the word Ruach say that uh, which means uh, it is the breath or the mind or the wind of God uh, uh, in the Hebrew, which is what your Old Testament's written in. And in the Greek, which is your New Testament, it is the word pneuma, which means the mind, soul, and spirit. Which means then that the Holy Spirit is the breath or the mind or the wind of God. Watch this. Or it is the mind or the soul of God. Bishop, what does that mean? It means that when you have the Holy Spirit, uh, any people had the first and second experience and... I think some of you got that third experience, and we're going to continue to have that. Uh, uh, watch this. It means that the Spirit of God is literally the mind of God, which means then when I am filled with the Spirit of God, I am then filled with the mind of God. So sometimes people try to figure out, well, I just don't know. I don't know what I should do about this. I don't know what I should do about this. When the ghost lives on the inside of you, you don't have to wonder what God thinks about something because you now possess the mind and the thoughts of God. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Somebody say the ghost. Uh, there are several misconceptions, and I said this last week, misunderstandings and just plain bad information about the Holy Spirit, and that's what we're going to deal with uh, in this series. Now, let's just recap very quickly from last week's teaching. We learned that there were three distinct experiences that are available to the Christian, and remember we used the title last week, but wait. There's more because every time you think you've got God figured out, every time you think that you've experienced all there is to experience with him, God will throw something at you and say, baby, you didn't even know. Baby, wait, there's some more. I have some more for you. Now, the first experience is salvation. It is when uh, you, uh, we sometimes use the word saved or when you are born again. And we learned last week that that first experience, the Holy Spirit seals you. You understand that? 
Uh, but then we learned that there was a second experience, and that second experience was when you could be filled with the Spirit. And uh, remember last week we talked about uh, that what we were doing last week was just beginning to open the gift. Uh, we weren't trying to figure out how to fully use it last week. We just needed to open it last week. And so as we go through this series, we're going to begin to explore the depth of the gift. So he's the gift that keeps on giving. Now, now, last week we talked in that second experience that when you're filled with the Spirit, that the ghost lives on the inside of you, that he leads you, that he comforts you, that he helps you, that he schools you on the spot, that he teaches you, that he reminds you, that he'll convict you when you're wrong, and that he affirms you. Somebody say, thank God for the ghost. But then we learned that there was a third experience last week, and that is when you are refilled. And the truth of the matter is, is that you need to be refilled more often than you think that you do. You need to be more refilled with the Spirit more than just once a month. Because, baby, I know you got a lot of stuff. Anybody got some stuff going on in your life? You got some trials and some tribulations and some crazy stuff happening. And I can't just be refilled once a week, baby. No, every time the doors of the church are open, I got to run in because I got to get Get refilled because you don't know the hell I got to deal with in the demons. I... Such a neighbor say, if you've been filled, you need to refill. Now, my sister, three things I want to cover today about the gift that keeps on giving. The first thing is that the ghost or the Holy Spirit or the Spirit of God or the breath of God or the mind of God, all of these terms are synonymous, is that spiritual gifts are available. He's the source. He's the source. Spiritual gifts are available. It, 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 it would be foolish to think you can have spiritual gifts without the spirit of the gift. Spiritual gifts are available. Say there are spiritual gifts that are available. I need 100% participation. Say there are spiritual gifts that are available. He's the source. Now, I'm not going to spend too much time on these today because right after this series, we're going to do a whole series. <laughs> we're going to do a whole series on spiritual gifts and uh, we also talk a lot about spiritual gifts in klu which is kingdom life university so you want to make sure that you check your communique for that but now watch this uh, how you're equipped or gifted reveals your assignment or the reason that you were created I'm going to say it again. How you're equipped or gifted reveals your assignment or the reason that you were created. Hear me. You were created for a specific reason. It is not to be messed up. It is not to be broke. It is not to be jacked up. It is not to be living from paycheck to paycheck. It is not to be living in messed up, dysfunctional relationships. You were created for a specific reason. Say, I was created for a specific reason. Now, now, how you're equipped, I'm going to say it again, or gifted, reveals to you your assignment or the very reason that you were created. You were created for a specific reason. You are the answer to some problem that exists. And as soon as you figure out what it is you were created to do is when you'll begin to start living. So many people walk around and they just do stuff, throwing stuff against the wall, hoping that it sticks because they don't know for what reason they were created. But baby, I'm here to tell you that when you identify your gifting, it tells you what you're assigned to do in life. And you're not assigned to do the same thing that your neighbor's assigned to do. And your neighbor's not assigned to do the same thing you're assigned to do. So that's why you shouldn't hate on them and put them down because you were created to do something totally different different than them. Look at the neighbor say, don't hate on me. Say, don't talk about me. We were created for two different reasons. Oh, the scissors don't look at the ruler and say something's wrong with you. The scissors realizes that it was created to do something different than the ruler was. God, I wish I had somebody in here. If y'all have helped me preach it, I can preach through this thing. 
Are you still here? Now, now watch this, watch this. How you're equipped or gifted reveals to you what you're assigned to do. Now hear me, spiritual gifts aren't talents. People say, I got the gift of music. That ain't no gift. People say, I had to, I, it's so funny because people sometimes, when people, when people, uh, uh, when people, uh, 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 you know, apply to, 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 to be part of the church staff, it's sometimes interesting because one of the questions that's on, on the questionnaire, it says, what are your spiritual gifts? And it's so interesting to see how, how mistaught people have been and how unlearned people are about this because I see things like people say, I have the gift of peace. <laughs> that ain't no gift. And, and you laughing, but you know you said that. Somebody said, what are your spiritual gifts? I just have the gift of love. That ain't no gift. Everybody's supposed to love. Got the gift of peace. Everybody's a peacemaker. That ain't no gift. I just have the gift to sing. Baby, that ain't no gift. You may be good, but that ain't no gift. A gift is a gift. <laughs> a talent is a talent. See, you, you, that's why you have to find your gift. You can learn to be talented, but you can't learn to be gifted because a gift is a gift. I wish I had somebody in here. You can take piano lessons to figure out how to play the piano. That ain't no gift. <laughs> Spiritual gifts aren't talents. You can learn to be talented, but you have to discover your gift. Now, that does not mean that you cannot improve your gift. Got it? Uh, but they're not talent. So th th there are three sets of gifts. And again, we're not going to spend very much time here because we're doing a whole series after this. And in KLU, we talk about it. But the first set of gifts are called the fivefold gifts. This, these are found in Ephesians 4.11. Uh, and he himself gave some to be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, and some pastors and teachers for the equipping of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. Uh, got it? There's five gifts there. They are. They, just put your hand up so you can see how to identify. Put your, put your hand in the air. Put it up like you do care. That's the problem. You've been waving them like you don't care. And that's now, so put your thumb out. That's the apostle, the foundation. Now do this. It's okay. You can point. You can point. It's okay because you point up here. Okay? That's the prophet. The prophet brings exhortation and correction. Got it? Now put out your long finger. Okay? Now that's the evangelist. That's the, that's the gift of preaching. Uh, that's the long finger because that's the gift that reaches. Got it? Now the next finger, that's your ring finger. That's the gift of the pastor because the pastor is married to the church. That's why my taking over ring is on my, got it, on my, uh, 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 on my ring finger because I'm married to y'all. And even when you act crazy, I got to remind myself I'm married to y'all. And even when you don't show up, I got to remind myself I'm married to them folk. Okay, and then put out, put out your pinky. Okay, and your pinky's the teacher. Why? Because everybody needs a pinky. Okay? <laughs> No, no, your, pinkies, your, your pinkies is the gift of the teacher because it helps you, it helps you to get a solid grasp. So let's do it together. The fivefold gifts are the apostle, the prophet, the evangelist, the pastor, the teacher. Got it? Now, uh, I, I, I operate in what's called the apostolic note, which means I flow in all five of those. That's a whole other lesson. We'll get into that later. Next set of gifts uh, is called the manifestational gifts. Manifestational gifts. Uh, let me just parenthetically insert this. No, I'll wait to the series. Uh, manifestation gifts. 1 Corinthians 12. 1 Corinthians 12. Just flip there real quick. 1 Corinthians 12, verse 7. 1 Corinthians 12, verse 7. We're talking about He's the source. Spiritual gifts are available. He's the source. These come from the ghost, which is the mind, the breath, the spirit, the soul of God. That's something. That the mind of God lives in you. 
Maybe you're, may, may, maybe, maybe it's something so awesome about you that you haven't discovered about yourself. That the mind of God would take residence in you. <laughs> Say manifestational gifts. All right, 1 Corinthians 12, 7. But the manifestation, literally the Greek word there is phanerosis, which, which means it's a flash, which, which means uh, when it says the manifestation of the Spirit, it means the flash of the Spirit, which means these are things that the Spirit of God does when he wants to show off. And, and I don't mean that, I don't mean that in, a, in, a, in a pretentious or braggadocious kind of way. I, I, I mean it that God says that there are certain times where he wants to flash and show you some of his glory. But he can't, he can't leave it open. It's like, y'all remember those cameras, uh, uh, the Polaroids, where you take it and you get the picture right away? And you'd have to, y'all remember this, and you'd have to flip it on him? That, that's what the manifestational gifts are. It's where, it's where God says, I want to show you something in the spirit that your natural man cannot even understand. And I'm going to flash and, you, and let you see a little bit of it. All right? Say manifestation. All right? Uh, but verse 7, but the manifestation of the spirit is given to uh, each one for the profit of all. Verse 8, for to one is given the word of wisdom through the spirit to another the word of knowledge. Got it? So, so, so and again, we'll get into these later. I'm not going to get into great detail. To another faith by the same spirit. Did you know that sometimes your faith is insufficient so God will give you his faith so you can believe him? Sometimes it takes God to believe God. So sometimes God will say, I know you don't have the capacity to believe me on your own, so I'll give you my gift of faith so you can believe me. <laughs> to another, gifts of healing by the same Spirit. To another, working of miracles. To another, prophecy. To another, discerning of spirits. And let me speak to you because uh, people sometimes say, oh, Bishop, I'm a real good judge of character. I can discern spirits. All of them but yours. Again, we'll get into this in the series. To, to, dis, to discern, to discern a, a spirit here means to discern the spirit operating behind someone. You, you have met somebody who had all the right things to say, but, but, but something was just trying to figure out what is going on. Uh, God will give you uh, uh, the phanerosis. God will give you the manifestation to discern the spirit working behind something and working and operating behind words. Because people know how to use the right words, but the spirit knows how to get, cut past all of that and say, here's what's really going on. Y'all ain't saying nothing. Single folk, you need, you need this gift to manifest in your life. Because just because the baby, 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 what? Baby, please. <laughs> I saw you when you walking in the door. The ghost told on you when I... Okay. All right. All right. To another, different kinds of tongues. We'll talk more about that later. To another, the interpretation of tongues. But one of the same spirit that works all these things, distributing to each one individually as he wills. Manifestational gifts. They are flashes of God's glory, flashes into the spirit realm. Now, the last set of gifts are called motivational gifts. And it's in that same chapter you're already in, but just skip down to verse 28. Now, these are gifts that are gifts that are built into you. They're built into you. I said they're built into you. 1 Corinthians 12, 28, you got it? All right, now let's look at that. Let's look at that. <clears throat> it says, but if there is no 1 Corinthians 12, 28, screen man. Now, come on, get in the groove. 1 Corinthians 12, 28. 
There we go. And God has appointed these in the church, first apostles, second prophets, third teachers, after that miracles, then gifts of healings, then helps, then administrations. Did you know that that's a gift? Did you know that, that, that being able to do good paperwork is a gift? Oh, my God, because everybody can't do good paperwork. Jesus, I know everybody can't do good paperwork. Did you know that having a propensity to want to be highly organized is a gift? Did you know that being a leader is a gift? That's why, that, 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 that's why sometimes you can be, if you got the gift, if this gift flows in you, it doesn't matter what environment you walk into, you'll always find yourself rising to the top. And varieties of tongues, motivational gifts. These gifts are built into you. Now, uh, why are you talking about this, Bishop? Because he's the source of all of these gifts. And it'd be foolish for you to think that because you're gifted at something, that's, that's something that you're doing. That's the ghost working through you, through the gift that he gives. Are you hearing what I'm saying? This is why this is very important. So we'll do a whole series about it, and we'll talk more about it. But I wanted you to, uh, to at least see that, that these are things that come with the ghost. You get some gifts because he's the gift that keeps on giving. Got it? Now, here's the next thing I want you to know about the gift that keeps on giving. He constantly matures you. He constantly matures you. He's the course. So spiritual gifts are available. He's the source. He constantly matures you. He's the course. Now, here's what you need to understand about maturity. Now, now who wants to mature? Who wants to mature? All right, great, 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 great. Who wants to not be dealing with the same old issues this time next year? Okay, great. It is the ghost or the spirit of God or the Holy Spirit that guides you through the process. And you need to hear me. I said this this past week. Spiritual maturity is a process, not a project. It is a process, not a project. And too many people, here's what happens for most people. So they have the first experience, right? So they give their lives to Christ. Father, in the name of Jesus, I just thank you for coming to my life. Come on, Lord, come on and come and do it. Lord, do it. Okay, okay, great. And then it's like, okay, I'm done. I'm saved now. So now I do the same stuff I used to do. I just go to church now. But, 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 but that's not the way this works. Touch your neighbor and say, that's not how this works. Uh, uh, From the moment you have that first experience where you're born again and you give your life to Jesus Christ, at that point then begins a process, say a process, of where now God begins to mature you. Think Think of this like a newborn baby. You do not look at a newborn baby and tell that baby to get a job and start working and start bringing in some income. Why? Because that baby is not mature enough to be able to do that. So it is the same thing in your walk with God is that God begins to take you. When you're born again from that first experience, he begins to mature you and grow. And you may be dealing with some stuff, but if he's maturing you, you ain't dealing with it at the same level that you were dealing with it before. Y'all not hear what I'm saying? You you might still have some days where you're saying, God, I just want to throw in the towel, but it ain't as frequent as it used to be. Why? Because the ghost is maturing me. You're a construction site, not a museum. I'm going to say that again. You are a construction site. You are not a museum. When you have that first experience, you're a baby that has to now grow up. You're a baby. Now, now here's the crazy thing, is that you could have been a Christian for 15 years, but still be a baby because you never let the ghost mature you. 
Okay, okay, I can't get nobody to say nothing right there. Uh, think, think of spiritual maturity like getting an update for your smartphone. Uh, this morning when I opened up my iPad it, uh, next to the, to the update thing, it had uh, seven. There were seven apps in my iPad that were outdated that needed to be updated. And here's the problem. I, I decided because I'm normally in an environment where there's Wi-Fi, I didn't get the 3G version. Now, some of y'all are just like, don't even know what I'm talking about. I didn't get the version where I can be on the internet anywhere I go. Okay. I got the version where I got to, there's got to be Wi-Fi somewhere, you follow? Because some of y'all are going to know, what is he, what is 3G? <laughs> Lord have mercy. Okay. So, 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 so the problem is, is that, is that when I come out of my home and, and while I'm, I'm traveling and what have you, is, is that since there's no Wi-Fi connection, is that the update does not have the ability to download. Now, I know there's an update available because what I used to have is no longer sufficient for what it is I need to now do. See, the version of you that you were last year was good enough to get you to where you got. But there's an update that's available for you for what God has for you in your life now. And you need the update. Touch your neighbor say, you need the update. But, but I got to a place, I, I was driving, there's no Wi-Fi connection. And so since there's no Wi-Fi connection, it literally stops all of the updating and stops all of the, uh, can I say it like this, the maturing of the applications um, because there is no direct connection to the internet. You're not hearing what I'm saying. Oh, but the ghost gives you a direct connection to heaven. I wish I had somebody here so that you can now update and you can begin to mature. I'm here to tell you, you're not going to mature because of how much Bible you read alone you need to read. You're not going to mature just because of how much you pray. You need to pray. You're not going to mature just because of how much you give, but you need to give. But you're going to mature when the ghost on the inside of you has the ability to grow you up. I wish I had somebody in here. Here's the problem. You can't disconnect while the update is downloading. You, you, you can't. You can't disconnect while the update is downloading, which means, touch your neighbor, say the ghost is working in you. Hear me. Which means while he's working in you, watch this, sometimes it's a little messy. Because if you, have, if you have an iPhone or iPad or whatever, and it's in the middle of updating, you ever had it where you've been try, you trying to get into the app, but the app is still updating, and you clicking on it, and clicking on it, and clicking on it, but it won't open? Don't tell, listen, I'm... So what is it? All y'all do is talk and text. That's all y'all do? Y'all ain't got no apps or nothing? Here's, here's what somebody needs to hear today. Don't you disconnect while God is downloading an update to you. Don't you stop coming to church because life gets tough. Don't you stop serving because you got some issues. Don't you stop giving because things are looking crazy. Don't you stop praying because it doesn't look like your prayers are working. Baby, the ghost is working in you whether you know it or not. But the truth is there are some things that you should have grown out of by now. There's some, there's some things that you should be passed by now. But, but here's the issue, is that many Christians, spirit-filled Christians, resist the Holy Spirit. They, they resist the update. You'd much rather keep Windows 95 because at least you know what to expect 
rather than an update and get what they got now, eight. I don't know. I moved over to Apple, so I don't know no more. Now, 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 now watch this. I, I said he's constantly maturing you. He's the course. Now, now, now check this out. The only way that you stay immature. Now, let's define what mature means. Let's define what mature means. Because some people think mature is being able to quote a bunch of Bible. Can I tell you something? Satan knows more Bible than you'll ever know. He knows more Bible than you'll ever know. He, he's in, he was there in the process of, of it being written. So, 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 so just because you can quote a bunch of scriptures doesn't mean you're mature. It just means you have a good memory. That's just like being able to quote words on a song thinking you the artist that sings the song. <laughs> I know you know all the lyrics. That doesn't mean that you're the one that wrote the song. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Uh, some people think, well, you know, when a person prays and they say really deep spiritual stuff when they pray. Like, oh, Lord, from Zion. And you be like, my God, they deep, they deep. Where is Zion? That's deep. That's not mature. That just means they heard somebody else say something. And technically, that's not even the way to pronounce the word Zion. It's supposed to be pronounced Zion. That's just, uh, yeah, whatever. Uh, here's the point. Spiritual maturity, and not just spiritual maturity, because the ghost matures you in all areas of your life. See, it's the ghost that's going to make you a better husband. It's the ghost that's going to make you a better wife. It's the ghost that's going to make you a better father. It's the ghost that's going to make you a better mother. It's the ghost that's going to make you a better son. It's the ghost that's going to make you a better business owner. It's the, it's, it's the ghost that's going to do that. He, it's not just spiritual stuff he deals with. He deals with you, and you're not just a spirit. You're also involved in other things. You understand what I'm saying? Spiritual maturity means, watch this. That I'm not dealing with the same thing over and over and over again. That's maturity. Because here's the deal. Here's, here's how we like to think that life works. Is that I conquered this. Check. Because we see it as a project. I conquered that. Check. Okay, good. We ain't arguing no more. Check. Okay, I didn't have to say nothing crazy to my kids this week. Check. I didn't feel like quitting my job this week. Check. I'm just maturing. Look at God. I'm just a... Watch this. Watch this. I, I heard a great analogy that, that I'm going to use. Because is, is, you ever had a moment where you say to yourself, you, you sick of you? Now, all of the people that are in Zion now and the high, holy hills of the Lord, they won't understand this because, you know, they don't think anything, they have any issues. But, but, but for the rest of us who understand that there's some issues, you, you, you ever had a moment like Paul? Paul got so sick of himself one day. Paul, Paul was, was sitting up one day, the Apostle Paul. Now, this is the same man that preached the gospel to the entire continent of Asia in two years and three months with no internet, with no TV, with no, no, no internet campus, no Twitter, no Facebook. Two years and three months with some horses and donkeys and boats. Paul had a day one day, and Paul, Paul just said he, said, he said, the right I want to do he said, I can't seem to find myself doing that in this area of my life. I want you to get the impression that Paul was just living crazy now. <clears throat> he said, in this area of my life, he said, the right I want to do. He said, 
I'm not finding myself doing that. He said, but the things I don't want to do in this area of my life. <clears throat> See, some of you said to yourself, I don't want to be like my father. I don't want to be like my mother. I don't want to be like that. And, and, and Paul said, the stuff I said I don't want to do in this area of my life. Paul said, that's what I find myself doing. Paul later on, he says, oh, wretched man that I am. Paul just got to the point. Paul just said, I'm just sick of myself. Paul said, forget being sick of other folk. Paul said, I just had enough of me. Here's the point, though, is that when you look through your life, maturity is measured over time. When you look through your life, and as you're maturing, it, it, it may not be that you fully conquered something in your life, but you should at least be at a higher level or a higher perspective on that issue in your life. Does that make sense? Yeah. Uh, now, I know that sounds real, you know, cheesy or whatever, but, but it's the truth of the matter. Is it, it, that, that sometimes there are things in life where God says, it, it's going to be a process for you to get through that. It's going to be a process for you to mature out of that. It's going to be a process for you to, to, to grow up out of that. It's going to be a process for you to go through some different phases in life. But, it, but he said, but you should be further along today than you were a few months ago. Unless you resist the ghost. Now, let's look at one verse. We're almost through. Go to Acts 7. Go to Acts 7. In verse 51. Acts 7 and verse 51. Say, I don't want to resist the ghost. And we're going to talk about what that means very practically. Parents, parents, you'll understand this when it comes to resisting the ghost. It, it is the same thing as, as when you tell your kids, don't hang out with them. They're bad news. And then you know what your child comes back with? They come back defending mankind and, and, and everything. They come back, oh, mom, you don't know her. Mom, she's been through a lot, and she's had to go through a lot, and, and you're just so judgmental, and you just don't understand, and you just, all you do is just pray and just talk to God all day. That's all you do. But now you, and you're thinking to yourself, look, girl, if you don't. Fathers, you, you, tell, you tell your daughters, hey, listen, he, he's bad news. And, and you know because you used to be him. But you mature, you understand? And so, yeah, he's bad news, daughter. He's bad news. Stay away from him. Oh, Dad, you just, you just don't want me to have nobody. Ain't nobody ever going to be good enough for you. I don't know what I'm going to do. I just, he just, he's he been going through a lot. He just got a lot going on. When he grew up, his dad wasn't around, and so that's why he acted the way he do. And, and you think to yourself, okay, but as long as you resist what I'm saying, see, 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 parents early on, see, parents, I need you to just holler at me if I'm right about it. Early on, you, 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 you you'll engage, and you'll say, no, I said it, and that's what I mean, and so on. But, but as, they, as, as time goes on, you say, evidently, you're not going to learn. Unless I just let you see for yourself. I wish I had a witness. Parents, y'all better back me up. So young folk, don't be thinking, ooh, my mama's so nice now, babe. No, listen, you better hear. She just decided she's going to let you trip and fall on your own. Don't you resist somebody that loves you. Don't you resist somebody that's got experience and wisdom. Don't. That's what happens with a lot of Christians, though. They resist the Holy Spirit. The Holy Ghost is like, no, have your seat. <laughs> then you're like, I got something to say. 
And the Holy Ghost is like, sit down. Dot com. And then you stand up and you say what you got to say. And your flesh feels good. I got that off my chest. The problem is some stuff needs to stay up in your chest. Some stuff needs to stay up in you. I just needed to say something. Mm -hmm. How many times has your mouth wrote a check that your behind couldn't cash? I just need to say something to my supervisor. Okay. (laughs) Acts 7.51. Watch this. (laughs) Now watch this. These are pretty strong words, right? You stiff-necked and uncircumcised in your heart. Uncircumcised in your heart just, just means that uh, you, you're not letting God cut away, circumcised. You're not letting him cut away stuff. Remember, heart means mind in the scripture. He says, you're not letting God cut away stuff from you. He says, you're stiff-necked and you're uncircumcised in your mind and your ears. He said, there are certain things that you don't want to hear even though you know it's truth. Oh, my God, it's quiet in here. <clears throat> There are certain things that you don't want to hear about somebody because you don't want to have to face it. There are certain, okay, y'all ain't going to say nothing, fine, I'll dig. There are certain things you don't want to hear about yourself because you don't want to have to deal with it. And anytime anybody says anything to you, you call them the devil and change your phone number. Maybe they're not the devil, maybe it's you. They just don't understand my anointing. You ain't got no anointing, you just... Watch it. He says, you stiff-necked and uncircumcised in your heart and ears. You always resist the ghost. But watch what he says. <laughs> but it ain't no reason why. <laughs> You're just like your daddy in them. <laughs> he said, watch this. He says, your fathers died not being what they were supposed to be because they resisted me. And he says, you ain't no different. This is the one time in the Bible where it seems to be a paradoxical statement because this is the one time in the Bible where the the scripture is saying to you, you just like your daddy. And not the heavenly one. What's the point he's making? He He says, the generations before you resisted God. They resisted the ghost. He says, and you're doing the same thing. And he says, you're going to end up just like that. Now, can we be honest? We all have people in our bloodline that when we think of, that's the epitome of what we don't want to be. Can we just be honest? You got an uncle, somebody, a cousin, this and that, little pookie nail. I mean, you got somebody, you got somebody in your bloodline where you say, if I had my choice of who I'd want to be, I wouldn't want to be the, not that they're, you know, this and that. It's just, I don't want that for me. And the scripture says, he says, you resist the Holy Spirit. Hear me, and this is powerful. Hear this. God is not responsible for the pain of those that ignore him. God is not responsible for the pain and unnecessary tribulation of those that, ignoring, that ignore him. Resisting the Holy Spirit. What does that mean? What does that mean? It means you ignore his prompts. You ignore his prompts. He says, go say hi to that person. No, I'm shy. Get get up and go say hi. (laughs) 
God will say, give. So, so right now. And, and, and you Bishop, is it God or the devil telling me to give? Satan's never going to tell you to give, so that's easy. <laughs> give. And you're like, oh, but I have plans for this money. Get up and give it. Tell that person, one time the Holy Ghost got me one time. This was years ago. This was years ago. The Holy Spirit, he, he got me. He said, call, call this person and apologize. I said, God, I didn't do nothing to him. I said, well, you the king. You in charge. God in charge. I got that. But I'm just saying, I just, I didn't do nothing to them. They crazy. Not me. I did what I was supposed to do. And you know what the ghost said? Pick up the phone and call right now. I picked up the phone. I was driving to the Cherry Creek Mall. <laughs> Worst shopping experience I ever had. I picked up the phone and I, and, 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 and I called and I apologized. And the whole time, I mean, my, my Adam, my old, my old nature, my flesh is just like, I don't believe this. <laughs> Can we just be honest? I'm, I'm like, I don't believe this. Apologizing, it is crazy. Person of God. You ain't do nothing to him. Apologizing to them. He said, and when I got off, I said, now, God, I did it. Then you know what he told me to do? Call this one, too. No joke. I said, okay, now. <laughs> I said, one commandment a day, God. That's just one a day. You want me to call this person? Now, this, I really ain't apologizing to this one. He crazy. No, he crazy for real. He's certified. I said, and he owe me some money. <laughs> and insulted, I'm going to apologize to you when you owe me. That's like the bank calling you and saying, we apologize that we charged you that NSF fee because you was writing a check. You knew you didn't have no business writing. We so sorry. We apologize. <laughs> I pick up the phone and I'm mad now. I'm doing what I'm told to do. See, I didn't resist. I'm doing what I'm told to do. And so I'm apologizing. I'm on the phone. And, and the fella, you know, he gets beside himself. So says, well, uh, you know, Pastor, well, I, uh, I, I just said, oh, you. Do you understand what I'm saying? But I'm saying nothing. And I just said, okay, all right, you have a good day. All right. Dude. I said, now, Lord, Why? Why in the world, out of all the people in the world, did I have to call them two crazy folk and apologize to them? He said, because I need you to know that you're going to do what I tell you to do, when I tell you to do it, how I tell you to do it. He said, the purpose of this lesson was to teach you who's running the show. I said, well, we couldn't have just had a, I mean, a, just a verbal exam or something. Resisting the Holy Spirit is when you ignore his prompts. He'll tell you, stop doing that. That's wrong. And then you'll, you, you'll talk yourself into making something right. Okay, he got real quiet there. 
you'll talk yourself into making the Bible say something it doesn't say to support what you want to believe. Touch your say, don't resist the ghost. Don't, don't, don't resist him. Because when you resist him, he says, you're going to end up being like the people in your bloodline before you that didn't become what they were supposed to become and didn't accomplish what they were supposed to accomplish. Proverbs 3, 6 says, in all your ways acknowledge him and he shall direct your path. Which means this. It means that I stop to acknowledge God at every decision. I stop to acknowledge God at every decision. Let me tell you how sensitive this thing is. There's been times, and you didn't even know what it was, there were times where you were going to go a normal route to get to your job or a normal route to get to somebody's house, and all of a sudden you just, I don't know, I feel like I should just go over here and go this direction. But you didn't understand that you were avoiding a car accident that was scheduled for you over here because the ghost was protecting you. In the old church, they used to say, he protects me from danger seen and from unseen because the ghost was protecting you. But had you ignored the prompter, no, I'm going this way because I'm going to save 22 seconds. Say, the ghost is maturing me. He's the course. Now say, Lord, give me the grace to obey you at every turn, at every decision. In Jesus' name. So there's going to be some times, wives, when the ghost is going to be like, mm-mm. See, y'all got quite, see, y'all was, in Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah, bishop, preach it. <laughs> wives, there's going to be some times where the ghost is going to say, mm-mm. Don't even say nothing. Hold your peace. <laughs> And let the Lord. <laughs> Husbands, it's going to be some times. Thank you for the one man that said amen. <laughs> Young people hear me because this is not just a message for the grown folk. No, 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 no. This is a message for you because you ain't got to wait until you're 30, 40, 50 to figure this thing out. Baby, you can be 12, 13, 14, 15 filled with the ghost and the ghost leading and the ghost directing you. There's going to be some times where some friends are going to be like, come on, man, let's go over here. And the ghost is going to be like, mm-mm. Young men, it's going to be a little PYT. Young men, that means a pretty young thing. And she's going to be trying to say something to you and holler at you, and the ghost is going to be like, no road. Last thing, and we're through. Last thing about the ghost. He gives you power. He's the force. The source, the course, the force. He gives you power. Now, in, 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 in many church, charismatic and in, in, in Pentecostal circles, you say that, people tear the church up. Power! Won't he give you power? And people just be shouting and tear the church up. They don't even know what they're talking about. They don't even know what power they're talking about. They think about getting the Excel turned back on or something. They don't, they don't know what they're talking about. Go to Acts 1.8. I want you to see this. Now, you are going to shout and church up once you see what he does. But, but let's know what we're talking about. Power? Well, what are we talking about? 
but you shall receive. Shout it. I didn't say say it loudly like you're at the Bronco game. See, had y'all had some power, y'all could have got them to win. My God, I wish I would have preached this last week and y'all could have gave him some power. Taking a knee. Okay, all right. No, I'm just saying, take it. Come on now, you got 30 seconds. Peyton Manning and you taking a knee. Now, I love the Broncos. And I know some of y'all watch. God bless you, son. I'm just saying. Y'all need to be, you need to just call because you can't hear the ghost down there. It's too loud. You need to call me. Bishop, what we need to do, I'll tell you. I'll tell you. Taking a knee. All right. And the funny one, you ain't laughing. Forget you. I ain't studying you. They shouldn't took no knee. All right. Acts 1 8. <laughs> but you shall receive, shout it, power. When the Holy Ghost, the Ghost, the Spirit has come upon you. So this is which experience out of the three? The second and the third. And you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth. Read the first part again. But you shall receive dunamis. Dunamis is the Greek word here, and it's important to understand that. Uh, the ghost is the source of your power. Say the ghost is the source of my power. Now, 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 the scripture says this. The Bible says that we are the light of the world. Did you, did you know that? It, it, doesn't, it, it doesn't say he's the light of the world. It says you are, we are the light of the world. Touch your neighbor and say, you are a bright light. Uh-huh, uh-huh. This little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. Let it shine. But how can you be the light of the world if you're not plugged in to the source of power? And that is the problem many Christians have in their struggle to live the Christian life. They, oh, it's so hard, it's so hard. It's only hard because you're trying to live off batteries, baby. You ain't supposed to live off no battery. You're supposed to be plugged into the source. Say dunamis. Now, now watch this. Let me parenthetically insert this here. Sometimes when a surge of that power comes upon you, you can be what we call slain in the spirit. Let me, let me just translate that for you. That just means fall out. Now, now that, 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 let, me, let me tell you what that's about. Because somebody's saying, now why do people fall? When some, why do some people fall? Why don't some people fall? And then, and then if you're a little kid, sometimes you'd be thinking, oh, oh they faking it. They, okay, no, let's, no, 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 no. Let me tell you what happens when that, uh, uh, say a power surge. Uh, when there's a power surge, and, and, and we'll talk about what this dunamis is in a moment, uh, that's when the Spirit of God does spiritual surgery on you. Bishop, what do you mean? The hands are laid on somebody. They're slain in the Spirit. Layman's term, fall out. Watch this. Whenever you are received, anybody ever had a medical procedure done? Okay. All right. Now, uh, if they're ever going to do something of a very serious nature, they have to do what? They have to put you out. They have to put you under. B because if you're conscious, if you're fully conscious to what they're doing to you, as 
So, so they have to put you under so that they can conduct surgery on you. So it is in the natural, so it is in the spirit. When that happens for you, that is when the ghost says, I got so much work to do. And not that that means it's a bad thing because it could just be overdue. Uh, the ghost says, I got so much work to do in you that I got to put you out. While I conduct spiritual surgery in you. That's why so many things happen, and we'll talk about this later. Uh, that's why so many things happen when hands are laid. Uh, spiritual gifts can be imparted. All kinds of things can happen. Anointings and mantles and so on and so forth can be uh, 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 given to people and so on and so forth. Uh, so, so, so say the ghost, the ghost gives, me power. gives me power. Now, 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 so I just wanted to explain that to you because some people wonder, well, why do certain people do that? Why do certain people not do that? Some of y'all, you just have been through so much surgery, you just, the ghost just says, just leave my awake. Some of y'all, the ghost is like, I want them to feel this. <laughs> Lead him up. <laughs> Two Hebrew words for that, by the way, for my note takers. Uh, one is shakah, uh, which means to lie prostrate in reverence. The other is nafal, uh, which means to cause, to fall down, to overwhelm, to slay, to throw down. So that, that uh, what we might call phenomena, occurred all throughout the scripture. Got it? And so when you see that happen for somebody, don't be saying, it don't take all that. Listen, if you knew what the Holy Ghost had to do for them, you don't know, you don't know what it takes. So the best thing for you to do is just close your eyes and keep your hands lifted because you, you need not be worried about what's going on with somebody else. Do you understand what I'm saying? Now, say power. Now, this is where we're going to tear the church up, all right? Now, I already told you I'm, I'm a little under, <clears throat> and, 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 and so I need y'all to help me preach this last part, all right? Y'all going to help me preach? Y'all going to help me preach? All right, now watch this. Say power. He says, and you shall receive dunamis. That's the Greek word that's used there. Now, Bishop, why do you always tell us the Hebrew and the Greek words? Why can't you just tell us what the English is? Because when you go to the original language, you discover that there was a more in-depth meaning than the English language can suffice. See, English is really a bastardized language. It's a combination of a bunch of things from a bunch of different places. Uh, but when we get to the root languages, which would be Hebrew, Old Testament, Greek, New Testament, we can get to the root there, we understand that there was more meaning than what the word actually says. So you see the word power, but there are over 15 different individual definitions for that word. And do you mind if I go through just a few of them? And you shall receive, say the Greek word with me, dunamis. Say it again. Dunamis. Say it again. Dunamis. Here's what that word means. It means it's a miracle within itself. And you shall receive a miracle within itself. Bishop, what is it? What, what's the miracle? The miracle is that God, the, the creator of all that is and all that will be and all that has been, the creator of the universe, the, the God that says he's not only so magnificent that he could do that, but he's so specific that he knows the numbers on your hair. Every hair that will ever come on your head, the Bible says, has been numbered. So when a particular piece of hair falls out, the angels are able to keep record and say, that was hair number 4,323,212. The God that says, I'm so great, I can do something so expensive, but I'm so marvelous that I can do things so specific for you. That God says, it's a miracle within itself that I choose to live on the inside of you. It's a miracle within itself that despite all of what you've done, I wish I had a witness here, that I choose to make my habitation in you. But watch this. Then it means ability. And you shall receive ability. <laughs> 
Some people say, I just can't do it. It's just so hard. You know why? Because you need some dunamis. It wouldn't be so hard if you had supernatural ability. Watch this. It means abundance. God, I wish I had a church here. He says, and you shall receive abundance. That's why you get so frustrated when you look at the uh, mediocrity sometimes that shows up in certain areas of your life. Why? Because the ghost is looking around and saying, I didn't come and live in you for this. I created you to live in abundance. I created you to live in overflow. You should have some, so much that you're giving others back. Your cup should be running over, baby. I created you to have abundance. How five somebody say abundance? And you shall receive abundance when, when the Holy Ghost has come upon you. Can I tell you a couple more? Uh, watch this. It means meaning. And you shall receive meaning. Which means for all of you that are sitting around searching, I'm just trying to figure out what I'm supposed to do. I'm trying to figure out what I'm supposed to do in life. Baby, that's because you haven't tapped into your dunamis. Your dunamis gives you meaning. I know for what reason I was created, and I know for what things I was created to accomplish in life. Joshua neighbor said, he gives you meaning. Can I give you another one? Watch this. It means he gives you, watch this, strength. In, 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 in the south, in the south, sometimes when, when when a mother would get frustrated with her children, she she, she would call on the Lord. Anybody know anything about that? And, and maybe it maybe it came on this side of the Mississippi too. I don't know, but I know it was on the east side of the Mississippi. I don't know if it made it over to the west side, but but they would just call on the Lord. The kids would be acting crazy, and she just said, "Lord Jesus." Some, some of y'all do that today. You be driving to school in the morning. Just say, oh, my God, Lord, help him. Let him say one more word. Jesus. Hey, 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 Jesus, 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 Jesus. Watch this. Watch this. He says, hear me. He says, and you shall receive strength, which means when you come to the end of you, that's when dunamis steps in and says, the joy of the Lord is your strength. How come you haven't quit this far? Because you got some dunamis on the inside of you. What wakes you up every morning? It's dunamis. What keeps you from taking your own life? It's dunamis. What keeps you from saying forget it? It's. But then what's this? But then, but then he says, what, what's this? Can I give you another one? It, it means mighty work. That's why people try to look at you and figure out how it is you got what you got and you're doing what you're doing. It's because they don't understand. It ain't you. It's because God has done a mighty work through you and he gives you the ability to do mighty works. And that's why folk will sit up and get confused and perplexed and baffled trying to figure out how is it that you're this young and you got this or you this old and you got this or you're a single mama or a single dad. I'm doing my preacher too. How is it that you got this going? How is it you got this great relationship? How is it you got, how you got this, baby? You don't understand. That's power, baby. That's because the Lord's doing a mighty work through me. Can I give you a couple more? Can I give you a couple more? Now, check this next one out. Now, this one, I might just push the pulpit off the stage. I ain't got too much voice, but watch this. It means violence. And the kingdom which is heaven's attributes on earth 
and the kingdom suffers violence, but violent men take it by that's the reason why you keep waking up saying today might be my day I maybe didn't have a great year last year but this gonna be my year I maybe didn't have a great month last month but this gonna be my month why cause I'm violent about it baby where are the violent people at in this place baby I came not to take sides I came to take No, you ain't going to treat me no kind of way. No, I'm not going to be depressed. No, I'm not going to be broke. No, I'm not going to be messed up. Who am I? Violent people. Just because you're a Christian doesn't mean you're supposed to be docile and passive and a jelly back. No, you're supposed to be violent. No, you're not having my children. No, my daughter is not going to be pregnant before wedlock. No, my son is not going to be caught up in a gang. No, no. No, no. I will not live paycheck to, no. Who am I preaching to in this place? No, I will not tolerate any generational curses. No. He, sit down. Can I give you one more? He, he, he says, <laughs> you gotta get violent sometimes. People change when they learn enough that they want to, hurt enough that they have to, or get mad enough that they're going to. <laughs> you gotta get mad about some stuff sometimes. Just say, no, no. You know how you get when you get a bill? And you know they overcharge you? Maybe this section understands, because who am I preaching to over here? And you look at the bill like, oh, no. And I called him last month about this same, oh, no. I can't wait. Wait till somebody come on this phone. Y'all know how y'all act. Hello, welcome to Sister. Yeah, uh huh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Listen, listen. Uh huh, uh huh. Uh, yeah, yeah. Here's the number. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Five, five, five. Yeah, I said five. Yeah. Uh huh. One, two, three, four. Yes, you got it. Mm-hmm. Now look at here. I called y'all last month about this problem, and y'all didn't send me this bill, and y'all know this bill is wrong, and y'all do this every month. Now I'm not the one. Now you need to get this removed off my. Th- Don't act like. You will get worked up over $17.23. So then why is it that when hell is going on in your life, you lay down and take it? You are not created to lay down and take it. You were created to get up and be violent. Where are my violent people at in this place? No, I'm not taking that. No, I'm not taking it. No, I'm not taking no witches and warlocks working up in here. (laughs) It's the first day of the fast, baby. What's up? Let's go. You better look at the devil and say, let's. You better look at your problems and say, let's go. I need some radical men that'll say, Bishop, we going. 
I need some radical men to make some noise in this place. I need some violent men. Let's go. You don't know Nan. When trouble comes in your marriage, you need to say, oh, no, no. Oh, no, not up in this house. <laughs> you better take all that back up outside of there. Oh, no. Oh, no. When your kids come in, because they got spirits from their friend's house. Oh, no. <laughs> Lily Roy. <laughs> Lily Roy. <laughs> you better go get the ghost. You ain't bringing all that up in here. All right. All right I got I to gotta finish. What? What's this? What, what, what's this? Tell your neighbor, say, be violent. Be violent. St- tell them, say, stop taking stuff, stop taking stuff. That, you're that you're supposed to fight against. I ain't satisfied with 10% of our region being churched. I'm satisfied with that. I'm satisfied with the fact that this is one degree outside and they're homeless teenagers. Yeah, we got 2,000 churches in between here and Colorado Springs. I'm satisfied with that. No! All right. Watch this. Sit down. Sit down. Sit down. I got three more to get you. Now, this is one word. This one word means all these things. Because <laughs> he's the gift that keeps on giving. Look at this. What's this? Listen to this. This next one, uh, this next one, this next one, the Lord didn't show me this one until last night. And I was, I was getting ready to have my last pre-fast meal. <laughs> Did y'all do it? I was going to tweet it, but I didn't want y'all to judge me. Because I'd hate to have to respond violently. Don't let the suit fool you. Oh, God, don't let it fool you. Oh, God, don't let it fool you. Don't let my smile fool you. So I was having me what I believe is one of the best desserts on, on this, and just in the whole world. And you got your taste, I got mine. But this dessert, literally, in negative eight or whatever it was, I suited up. <laughs> I mean, I had so many layers on. <laughs> and I went in there and I said, let me have that right there. <laughs> and I was having my, my pre-fast meal and trying to consume as much meat as I could. I wasn't the only one. I'm way over time, but do y'all mind? Do y'all mind? If you do, bye. I, mean, I was trying to eat as much meat as I could and cheese. That's just what I do to prepare for the fast. <laughs> so I prepare. And the Lord showed me this last night, and he showed me to me, and I said, whoa. Listen to this. This word power. And you shall receive power. Greek is dunamis. What's this? What's this? It means the power and influence that comes with riches. 
its technical term is pecuniary ability. I'm, I'm going to say it again. <laughs> the power and influence that comes with riches. <laughs> God says, when the ghost comes upon you and fills you, wherever you walk, there is power and influence as if you had great riches. You're not hearing what I'm saying. God, God says to somebody, you think you need to make more money. God says you just need to tap into the ghost that's already in you. Because he says you're going to get power and influence that comes with great riches. Which means, baby, I got something better than money. I got something that money can't buy. I got F A V O. I, I got faith. Which means when I walk, you think that my last name is Gates. Where I go, you think that my last name is Zuckerberg. Where I go, it looks like my last name is Trump. I got something for somebody. Where we go, it looks like our last name is Obama. Baby, I run this. I just ain't got the paperwork to it yet. Baby, I got influence as if I have great riches. This is why some of you, you ain't had the normal paying job in a while, but you're still doing wonderful. How's it you're doing wonderful? Because you got dudamus working on the inside of you, and it looks like you got great wealth. And... Pecuniary ability. Which means when the world sees you, they think they're looking at somebody with great riches. And it's interesting because the definition literally contains the word pecuniary ability. God wanted to make sure that it wasn't confused with spiritual riches. He wanted to make sure it was clear that it looked like natural riches. So you need to understand when you walk into places, there's something on you. There's an aura on you. And that's why when you go into places, people are giving you deals and favoring you and stuff like that. Why? Because there's dunamis working through you. And some people get mad because God keeps letting other people meet the needs in your life and they're trying to figure out how is that you're not doing what they're doing, but yet your needs are getting met. They... All right. What's this? Last two. Last two. I apologize if it's your first time. I normally don't preach this long, but I just figure, ain't like we got a game to watch. So. I just figure I'd make up for what they did to you yesterday. <laughs> I'm just making it up. I'm just trying to make you feel better. That's all. Last two. And you shall receive power, which is the Greek word, dunamis. Check this out. It means moral power. Now, it may not be a lot of shouting right through here, but I'm going to tell you the truth, whether you want to hear the truth or not. The ghost makes sure that you're not misrepresenting him. 
Because if he's going to give you all of this favor and this power and pecuniary ability and strength and all that, he wants to make sure that you're not intentionally sinning. Uh, uh, Jesus. He, he wants to make sure that even though you feel justified in doing wrong, that you don't use that as an excuse to do wrong. He wants to make sure that just because they did you that way, that you don't feel like you got to do them that way. Because vengeance is mine, saith the Lord. Which means I don't have to stoop low. He gives you moral power. The people say, it's just so hard not to sin. Only if you try not to sin. But when the ghost is working through you, the ghost gives you the power to say no. Oh, I know I'm going to be a lot of shouting right through here. But the ghost gives you the power to say no. Why? Because I was created better than that. Moral power. Moral power. Moral power. <laughs> Moral power. Well, at least I got 14 of y'all to stand. So the next time you feel like I just can't quit sinning, Stop saying that. I just can't stop doing that. Stop saying that. I just can't stop doing this. Just stop saying that. What you need to say is there is power on the inside of me. And even though I may want to do wrong, the power that's in me won't let me do wrong. The last thing, all of this from one word. All of this from one word. And you say power and power. That's great. Here's the last thing. You ready? This 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 going I haven't I haven't had a teaching like this uh, in, in a while uh, for, for the word I'm getting ready to give you. You know what this word power means? Say power. power. Which in Greek is it means excellence. And you shall receive excellence. Mediocre living is not okay in 20 to 13. I wish I had a witness. Being average is not okay for you anymore. Touch your neighbor and say, you can't be average another day of your life. Because excellence is in you. Bishop, what is excellence? Excellence, excellence, excellence is very simple. Excellence is doing the best and maximizing what you have. So excellence means that if you ain't got nothing but two suits to your name, that rather than complaining about only having two seats, excellence finds a way to make sure those two suits look like the best two suits. I'm closing with this. Several years ago, I told you all this story before. One of my cars, had a, I, was, I, was, I was in a... In a car accident, in, in one of one of the flash blizzards that happens here, 
You know how it can be like 95 on Saturday and by, by Sunday morning, you know, you can have like 14 inches of snow. Well, this happened a lot faster. By that morning, it was bright and sunny. And by that afternoon, I mean, literally, it was a flash blizzard. Like, it just, it was a flash blizzard. It came out of nowhere. And, and I was driving. Mm-hmm, that's right, baby. And, and, and I was driving. And I was driving. And, uh, and, and, and literally, there was a patch. It looked real cool to me. But you know how that ice works? And, I mean, I was driving real slow, too. You know, I, I, mean, I was driving real slow. Somebody said, Bishop, maybe you was going fast. No, I was going slow. I was going real slow. But the lady in front of me. Now, I had a sedan. She had a big old, and you know, she, these little petite little ladies be having these big old cars. I mean, the lady wasn't about this big, and she got a big old Suburban or whatever she had. I said, now, you know you don't need all that car. And then, and then you get a big old seven-foot guy that's got a Prius. So now you just, now you need to swap. And, and watch this, I'm going to teach you excellence. I'm showing you excellence. I'm saying, because some of you are saying, well, if I had this, I'd be excellent. No, you don't understand that. You'd be excellent with everything you have. Which means you make the best out of everything you have. Which means you're on time. I knew it dropped out right there. <laughs> It gets me people are late to church. Now, I'm not judging you. I'm not judging you. I'm not. Don't you start nothing with me. I'm just saying, you knew last week it was going to start at 1015. And you know in six and a half years, there has only been one day where we didn't start on time. That's because it's outside of our control. Some of y'all that's been around for a little bit, you remember that. Got it? Now, here's what I'm saying. What, what, what are you saying about that? I'm just saying, have a lifestyle of excellence, which means I do the best with what I have. So, so I get in this accident and, uh, you, know, you know, go through the whole thing. And I mean, I mean, it tore the front of my car up. I mean, it was just, it was busted, boat busted, disgusted, messed up, jacked up, tied up. I mean, it was horrible looking. But it was still drivable. <laughs> and, uh, and so the city was on accident, you know, alert. And so they said, well, we ain't sending nobody. So y'all just got to figure that out. I said, well, I'm going to figure it out. So that was a Friday. By Saturday morning, Saturday morning, snow was melted. All snow was gone. All that was gone. And, 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 and my car is now looking like who did it? And why? Watch the point, because I want you to understand this. Excellence is doing what? Maximizing or making the best out of what you have. So, so, so I had a choice at that point. Oh, God, I can't believe this. Oh, God, why would you let this happen to me? Oh, God, I, just, I can't go anywhere. I can't go anywhere. I'm just going to have to stay at home all day, and I can't do anything. You know what I did? I took my busted car. I went to that car wash. I got my car wash. Shine my wheels up, let my sunroof back, have my gospel music playing, and I just driving down the street like didn't nothing happen. And people would turn over and look at me and be like, How's he acting like that with his car? Baby, you don't understand. I got excellence on the inside of me, which means I'm gonna make the best out of what I have, I'm gonna maximize what I have. 
And if you got a problem with it, then you pay for it. Somebody's invisible. I don't have no car. I'm catching the bus now. You better be excellent with that. <laughs> Maximize what you have. Do the best with it. Bishop, I'm just a single mom. Be the best single mom. <laughs> On father-daughter day, you go. On mama-daughter day, you go. Bishop, I'm just a single dad. It's, Bishop, it's tough. I can't be excellent. I, I, I can't. Listen. Get you some barrettes. And some just for me. Bishop, we lost our house, and so now we're living in an apartment, and now we're doing this business. Bishop, it's so rough. It's so rough. It's so rough. Maximize. Lay that apartment out like ain't nobody ever seen an apartment laid out. Had that thing looking like, my goodness, good God Almighty. And you shall receive excellence. We all know a guy who only occasionally shaves for big occasions, and it's because that occasional shave really hurts. It's the time of year for big occasions, and yet there he is, suffering with that cheap drugstore razor. Let's help him out. Henson Shaving's line of razors, built with aerospace precision, deliver a smooth shave your dad, brother, and even son can enjoy, eventually. With replacement blades just 10 cents each, you'll buy it once, and they'll use it for life. How's that for the perfect gift? Celebrate with 100 free blades on your first purchase, and no subscription headaches. HensonShaving.com slash holiday. Don't forget that your skin is your largest organ and the sun can be your skin's worst enemy. Dermatologist recommended Neutrogena products offer the ultimate protection for your skin from makeup remover wipes to hydro boost water gel facial moisturizer. BJ's has your entire lineup of Neutrogena skincare products. And now through December 3rd, save $4 on any Neutrogena product at BJ's. Love your skin back and save now through December 3rd. Only at BJ's.